Indictment season is upon us, and we are on Indictment Watch here at the Midas Touch Network. As of this live recording, Donald Trump has not been criminally indicted yet, yet, by the Manhattan District Attorney's Office. But the news of an indictment could break at any moment, literally at any moment. This would be the first time in American history that someone who held the title president, didn't deserve it, that's for sure, but who held the title president is criminally indicted. No one is above the law and our democracy depends on that principle. And by the way, have you seen these media appearances by Donald Trump's new lawyer, Joe Takapina? You know that Mark Twain quote, it's better to remain silent and be thought a fool than open your mouth and remove all doubt? Well, <laughs> that expression is very, very true. Meanwhile, more members of the Fulton County special grand jury that investigated Donald Trump's criminal conduct in Georgia and prepared a report recommending criminal indictments. They spoke on background with the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, which is Atlanta's paper of record, and they have revealed that their findings, once it's made public, will be absolutely massive and earth-shaking. <laughs> so I can't wait to uh, get that report, that's for sure. And then let's turn to special counsel Jack Smith and Jack Mad Smith. Dog. Oh, Jack Dog. Mad Dog Jack Smith's federal criminal <laughs> investigation of Donald Trump, where dozens of staffers from Mar-a-Lago have been subpoenaed before the federal grand jury in Washington, D.C. Mad Dog strikes again. And, uh, and a major MAGA Republican benefactor and Steve Bannon's closest buddy and business associate, the exiled Chinese billionaire Guo Wenwei, who helped fund CPAC and spread MAGA conspiracies on social media, was arrested and charged with a $1 billion fraud investment scheme Stealing money from investors who, to support his lavish lifestyle, a 50,000 square foot home, a Come yacht on. where Steve Bannon was previously. What, is, what does a 50,000 square foot home look like? <laughs> I don't know. It's certainly not the hotel room that Brett made fun of me for being. Jordy in. made fun of you. Brett, don't put that on me. Jordy, Jordy, Jordy said you were living in a 50, closet. 50,000 square foot home and also funding causes to destroy our democracy also. Mm. It's an action-packed show. The DOJ is investigating Trump Media, the holding company for Trump's Truth Social, for potentially laundering millions of dollars from Russian oligarchs connected directly to Vladimir Putin to try and save the failing company. MAGA Republicans continue to spread more conspiracy. They leak classified information, and they have spent the week feigning fake outrage over washing machines. Meanwhile, back to normalcy, <laughs> come on, come on. President Biden continues to secure deals, uh, having companies reduce the cost of insulin. Biden remains steadfastly focused on uh, implementing policies to make American lives better. And look, normalcy, stability, compassion, 
decency. It's President Biden for you right there. Do I agree with him on everything? No, I, I, I don't. But normalcy, woosah, this is... Woosa. We got a woosa. We got a woosa. We got a Mark Twain quote. Uh, this episode is going to be lit, as the kids say. I just thought you, you never know what's going to come out of Ben's mouth. And that's what I that's what I love. You're going to hear some new phrase every single time. Guys, I love indictment season already. Indictment the, season. The, the, the indictment season. Outs, the panic, the, the night sweats, everything we're seeing from Donald Trump. It's such a delight. You know, it, it feels like Game of Thrones a little bit. It feels like we're about to approach Donald Trump's red wedding, so to speak, where it's just going to rain down indictment, 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 indictment. And oh, I cannot wait. I will say I am feeling, you know, a, a little under the weather, but indictment season is mm. a very sweet sweet antidote and i will just save my voice there and turn it over to jordy jordy how are you today Brett, i'm doing well I, I hope you feel better I, i'm so sorry to hear that i have some personal news to share as well i think i have a cavity i i have to go to the dentist like definitely my the back of my and i'm bringing this on the podcast for the midas mighty to hold me accountable Ex- explain why well every i was brushing my teeth before the show as i do uh and yeah just cavity like it hurts a lot so the it's either that or I don't know. So I'm, I'm just going to go to the dentist and that's why. Can you please not zoom in on me right now? Can we just, can we just take it back to the three brother framing? <laughs> we got Jordy Stop. with it. Jordy with the cavity. We got Brett not feeling all that great, but we are buoyed by the fact that this is indictment season. And look, what we've been following and what we've been tracking here is the data. And when you track the data, when you actually look past the media narratives, the false media narratives, and just kind of the up and down and just disinfo that exists. One from the disinformation echo chamber that is Fox, the other both sideisms of of uh, large media networks. The data reflected, and I kept on saying it here, and it was a very unpopular opinion that I kept on expressing. I said, I think the Manhattan District Attorney is going to be the first to indict. And, and I based that simply based on like, I didn't have secret information. You know, it was based on what I was just observing in the news, who was testifying, what Alvin Bragg was saying publicly. I mean, by the way, we had Alvin Bragg do a show with us. Karen Friedman Agnifilo, who uh, co-hosts Legal AF, she was the number two deputy of the entire Manhattan District Attorney's Office under Cy Vance. She interviewed Alvin Bragg here. So I was following the data and I was just reflecting that to everybody. And it does seem like any moment now, Uh, Donald Trump will be criminally indicted based on the hush money scheme, the fact that he misclassified intentionally business records um, to call this this hush money payments, uh, legal reimbursements to Michael Cohen, and then engaged in other felony acts or other criminal acts that would turn a misdemeanor into a felony. So this would indeed be charged as a felony. For this crime, Donald Trump could be uh, sentenced to up to four years. Um, he would certainly likely serve jail time. So for everyone saying, oh, it's a misdemeanor, he's not going to actually do jail time. No, he would serve jail time just as his CFO is currently in Rikers Island. And by the way, his CFO, Alan Weisselberg, is not there for the amount of time that he should be there. But Alvin Bragg didn't waive any rights to then try uh, Alan Weisselberg for more crimes in the future. So Mm -hmm. that's one of the things that's also happening is that Weisselberg is now getting a taste of what it's like to be (laughs) 
in Rikers Island. And so if you're Alvin Bragg and you want to negotiate and say, okay, how, how was that stay? How were your days in Rikers Island? Because we intend to charge you again. We intend to charge you again. Now, do you want to cooperate? And so we will see ultimately what happens there. And by the way, I don't think that this criminal indictment will be the only one from Alvin Bragg, by the way. I think it will be the first indictment from Alvin Bragg for this set of crimes for the hush money payments. But what I would actually anticipate as well, and again, not secret information, Alvin Bragg saying it, if you're actually listening to what he's saying, um, he hasn't used the word superseding indictment, but he says he's still engaged in the criminal investigation of Donald Trump for the other fraudulent business practices that are being pursued as a civil case for the time being by Letitia James. That's set to go to trial October 2nd of 2023, the New York Attorney General's civil case. But I think that before that time, before October 2nd of 2023, we will see a superseding indictment after this indictment. So you can play back this tape when that happens. So to me, when Donald Trump eventually does go to uh, a criminal trial, I believe it's actually going to be for uh, things even bigger than the Stormy Daniels uh, hush money crimes. But I think that'll obviously be the first set of crimes that uh, Donald Trump will be charged with. And if you want to know my predictions of when I expect to happen, honestly, it could be any minute. Um, but I would certainly expect it to happen now based on the data we have in the next two weeks. I believe it will happen sooner than that, but I want to, for the sake of just giving myself a little bit of cover, I'll just say it'll happen in the month of March. We'll allow, like we'll to, allow the cover. We'll, we'll, we'll let it slide. I would love for it to happen while we're live on air. Not necessarily this second, but at some point when we're live <laughs> on air. Because, you know, we're going to be scrambling to go live once that news breaks. I mean, every, every morning now, like I wake up because I'm out here on the West Coast. I'm checking my phone at like 2, 3 a.m. to see if any news broke. <laughs> Can I tell you something thing? really selfish? This is really yeah. a selfish thing. <laughs> I, I mean, it's, and it's, it's I just got to admit, I'm a selfish person here. So... <laughs> I have a meeting tomorrow um, where I where I'm not going to be able to go live. And I, this is why I say, like, I just want to confess to the Midas mighty. It's a very selfish thought I have. I'm like, can we just not indict him during those hours? Because <laughs> we know that there's a block of time where I'm not going uh, to be that. So and, I, and if I don't and if I, I really and selfishly, if I can't break the story live, I, yeah. I'm going to be, I, I, I understand this, this, this really tortures <laughs> Ben. I like for, I, I know, I know you all see it just by Ben's output on YouTube, but if the story <laughs> happens at like one in the morning, we get a call from Ben saying, I got to do that. I got to do it. I got to do it. I got to do it. <laughs> so he's obsessive over it. So Ben's right. Maybe I might have to slip a note to Alvin Bragg. Like, listen, between these are the blackout hours, the same day it weighs like Disney has blackout dates when you can and cannot use the tickets. These are the blackout hours. You're not allowed to indict between these hours because we need to be able to go live and give it to I am a money, little bit like I, a fiend. It's, it's such a good point. Like last, like last night, I, Trump released something, and I was like, I got to do it. I got to do a hit right now. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're not known to just, you know, have these uh, addictive qualities. That's not you. Ben once started running, like out of the blue, and all of a sudden, he turned into Forrest Gump. Like he just started running marathons, but not like marathons he would enter. Like he would run like 26 miles a day. 
and then send us the screenshots before Midas, before you. The guy's a lunatic, but I love. You know, him. you know how Donald Trump has a Coke button, like a a Coca Cola button on his desk, yeah. where he he presses it and someone has to run him a Coke. We need an indictment button where Ben could press it and we could all just like the Avengers come together and assemble for this live. But I gotta say, like, and I'm not just trying to like toot our own here horn here at the Midas Touch Network, it. but the folks who are a part of this network, the audience I'm speaking about, is so lucky to be with us at this moment because of this fact. We have Michael Cohen, the key witness okay. in the case. I was, wondering, uh, I was wondering where it was going. I was like, Brett, this I is didn't a know where he was. Whoa. I was like, whoa. No, Brett, where, like, whoa. <laughs> where, where, I don't even understand where you think I was going with it. First off, we have Michael Cohen, the key witness in the case, who has the podcast Political Beatdown with Ben Micellis over here, where he is breaking the news live as it happens after he wrapped up with the grand jury. You folks got to hear from him first. We have the ex top prosecutor at the Manhattan DA's office, Karen Friedman Agnifilo, who knows the ins and outs of this case and the people working on this case, who does legal AF over here. And we just launched a new podcast, Lights On, with Jessica Denson, a former Trump insider. She is the Trump NDA killer who got the NDAs removed for all the folks on the 2016 Trump campaign. She has a new podcast on the network where she is speaking about her experience of coming out of the Trump cult, of how she got people out of the Fox cult. And it is such an interesting, unique perspective that I just don't think folks are getting anywhere else. By the way, make sure, by the way, brand new, make sure you subscribe to Lights On with Jessica Denson right now, anywhere you find podcasts. Yeah, where do you think I was going with it? I'm, I'm very, I, I don't I'm know where you were going. I, I don't know, but I'm happy where you ended up. I'll just put it like that. And the network's hot right now. And it's all thanks to the Midas Mighty. Thank you all for tuning in day in and day out. I mean, this, I, I, we're, truly we're do, I, tr- I truly am trying to figure it out, but we can move on. It's okay. Uh, we'll, move, we'll, 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 we'll move on. Let's move on. <laughs> this is what Donald Trump is uh, putting out on his social media platform, just creating more evidence. Let's pull up the one where he talks about uh, misogynist, disgusting to even have to read this, but this is where he says, um, I did nothing wrong in the horse face case. I mean, how despicable can you be to say that? I did nothing wrong in the horse face case. I see she showed up in New York today trying to drum up some publicity for herself. I haven't seen her spoken to her since I took a picture with her on a golf course in full golf gear, including a hat close to 18 years ago. She knows nothing about me other than her con man lawyer, Avenatti, and convicted liar and felon, jailbird Michael Cohen may have schemed up. Never had an affair with her, just another false acquisition by a sleazebag witch hunt. But keep it up for just keep false it up for one second. What is false that acquisition. Mean? I mean, th- th- you this mean, is he meant accus- this, accusation, I assume. Yeah, yeah he did. Yeah, I assume. But this is the leader of the Republican Party. This is the leader. Of, if you wrote this to me as a script, and I was a Hollywood producer, and you said, "Here is the deranged leader of idiocracy." I would say, "I don't, I don't buy it. I don't buy it." And then you just look through the statement. You know, first off, he calls her horse face, which is so disgusting and such a despicable thing to say, and it just shows like the level of misogyny and like just what a what a petulant weirdo, like child, even like more immature than a petulant child. Then he goes. I see she showed up in New York today trying to drum up some publicity for herself. No, she was subpoenaed before a very serious criminal grand jury. It's not a publicity. What are you talking about? Then he goes, I haven't seen or spoken to her since I took a picture with her in a golf course in full golf gear, including a hat. 
Including close to 18 years ago. Well, what he's trying to say is that he, all of his body was covered up. So he wasn't even naked. That, like, that's what he's thinking. You know, um, she knows nothing about me other than her con man lawyer, Avenatti, and convicted liar. Then he goes, never had an affair with her. And so he's really going to go with she knows nothing about me other than her con men. So like you have to think about it. like I think this is actually going to be introduced as evidence in some of his other cases. Mm-hmm. Remember the same way that E. Jean Carroll's lawyer um, when, when, when she cross-examined Donald Trump, Roberta Kaplan went through the list of items with Donald Trump of things that he claimed were a hoax. Brilliant. Um, so you said this was a hoax. You said this was a hoax. You said climate change was a hoax. You said the elections were a hoax. You know, you said, and you also called E. Jean Carroll a hoax. So basically showing anything that he just doesn't like, he calls a hoax. And right here too, I think that E. Jean Carroll's lawyers hasn't really been talked about. I think E. Jean Carroll's Such lawyer, Boyd Kaplan, is going to ask him on, on cross-examination. So you claimed with Stormy Daniels that she knows nothing about you. I could even see Stormy Daniels being called as a witness now in that case. I'd be interested to see if that's an approach because she's going to be able to actually testify in detail what a small penis that he has. And she's talked about that before. And by the way, I, I, I say that seriously because – by him injecting that, that she never saw his small penis, she's going to have to go and testify about that. And I know she's going to have to, because she did yeah. see it, and she's going to have to testify about the experience. Yeah, and he doesn't realize it, he just opened the door up to that testimony. He by, opened the door up to that testimony. He's claiming, by claiming it's extortion, he's also at least acknowledging that a payment was made. So he's also kind of admitting that, you know, that a, that a payment was made by also denying it. And then going with the no affair defense, even though that's not a defense to what the issue is here. The issue is, did you pay it? Did you, did you classify it incorrectly? And did you engage in another felony act in connection with it? And, you know, this Takapina lawyer that he has is like going on. And I don't even know, I don't even know what is going on. So Takapina from both a legal standpoint is further incriminating Donald Trump um, and just looking like a total moron. MAGA, make attorneys, get attorneys or make attorneys, get arrested. Um, we go with make attorneys, get attorneys because that's what uh, it says on our on the hats that we make. So that's why we're going to stick with it. You can get that at store.midastouch.com. But then he also rebuts Trump's political argument that this is a witch hunt that's meant to harm Donald Trump's political prospects. And so let me just break down those two. So first, let me show you uh, the clip where Takapina like reaches across the desk to try to grab the paper out of Melber's hands. There's there's some people who say this isn't a lunge. There are others who say it is a lunge, but certainly it's, it is controversial. Who's saying it's not a it's a lunge? There's a lot of people on the Instagram account. Yeah, I saw that. I, I, I noticed who, that too, but they're by wrong. The way, Ari, you, know, you know who called it a lunge? Ari, Ari Melba. Who who got lunged at? If you got are lunged, lunge, yeah. So, if, so if you just are so first, our yeah, viewers you know, and listeners know what we're talking at. about. Ari Melber called what took place a lunge. So on our Instagram account, by the way, if you haven't subscribed to our Instagram account, you, what are you missing? You're, you're missing out a lot. Go to Midas Touch and wherever wherever you get Instagram. So we just <laughs> play the Instagram <laughs> wherever <laughs> wherever you get Instagram. What a and uh, social media usage is just awesome. Well, <laughs> you can subscribe to us on and you know what when I when I do my hot take. All right. So anyway, we call it a we call it a lunge. 
because Ari Melber called it a lunge. And then there were so many comments that took a great deal of issue with the <laughs> fact that we called it a lunge. They're like, you guys are better than that. Like you guys, all, all you know, the clickbait, do not call it a lunge. And I was reading it and I was like, it's actually like, it's a lunge. Ari Melber's calling it a lunge. And there was a lot of, there was a lot of strong feelings there. So just, so play the clip of what may or may not be a lunge. If all of what you say is true. It is then why was Trump hiding it and lying about it at the time? And I'll play that for your response. Mm -hmm. He lied about it. We all know that. Take a look. Take a look. Let's see. That's what you're going to consider a lie. A lie to me is something material under oath in a proceeding. Well, I didn't say perjury. I said a lie. Yeah, but that's not a lie. That's That's not a lie? Here's why it's not a lie. That's not a lie. Here's why it's not a lie. Could you did you paper, know about this? Did you did you paper down? Let me, uh, let me answer. Did you know about this? Yeah, no, no, I don't. No, we don't need that. Here's what why it's not a lie. Yeah. Because it was a confidential settlement. So if he acknowledged that, he would be violating the confidential settlement. So is it the truth? Of course it's not the truth. Was he supposed to tell the truth? He would be in violation of the agreement if he told the truth. So by him doing that, you by wanna, him doing that, he, he was abiding by not only his rights, but Stormy Daniels' rights. Wanna, it seems like so, we're drawing so, some blood here because you're having a strong reaction. He did lie about it. And in a confidential settlement, you can easily say no comment or I'm not getting into it. You know just the expression, you, you, know, you know the expression, <laughs> you want the truth, you can't handle the truth. This is like an inversion of that. You want the truth, of course it's not the truth. Who, who represents a client on TV and goes, of course he's lying, of course it's not the truth. <laughs> yeah, he goes, now he goes, it's not a lie. And then about 10 seconds later, he goes, of course it's not the truth. <laughs> Can he we? tries to make some distinction between it's a, it's a lie a and not the truth. Oh, that is a great point. I didn't pick on that subtlety. But can we well, apparently in Trump world, a lie, you have to tell it. It has under oath. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or it's not a lie. That's it's that's, like that was re- his remember, what, remember when you did a dunk at a jam? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you remember you growing, growing up, growing, you growing up and by the way, I basically still stick to this to this day. <laughs> and I will I will I will I will die on this one right here. So and I'm gonna I'm gonna rally a whole group of support behind this theory. No Go no. for it. My theory growing up, I, I thought that when, you were five dunk, or six. when I was five or six, uh, when I was 25 or six, it was, it was a few years. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> when, I, when I was five or six, I was very committed to the concept that a dunk in basketball was one handed, but a jam was a two handed. And I would like correct people all the time. I go, nope, that wasn't a dunk. That was a jam. And so uh, in yeah. Trump world, I guess you go, nope, that wasn't a lie. That was not the truth. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'll rally a lot of support for that. And I actually vote to make a movement where Brett's logic is is correct. But can we address two things? Takapino, first of all, looks absolutely insane. Like, can we just say that? He looks like he's some WWE character, like coming out of the tunnel. He he, he doesn't blink during the clip. I mean, it's, it's actually terrifying. And that's also how you know he's lying, just like his body positions and his gestures or whatever, all just like stink of somebody lying. And I actually, Ben, to your credit, I pulled up the definition of lunge from just the dictionary, Google, everyone can do it. A lunge is a sudden forward thrust of the body, typically with an arm outstretched. So I I don't know Man. how you could look at that definition and say what Takapina did was not a lunge. There, I mean, there the feelings it. were... 
the 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 feelings could not be stronger. I mean, you know, listen, I, you don't I, reach out, you don't reach out at somebody and try to grab something from them, especially on live TV with a reporter. Have I you mean, guys ever seen that happen before? Let me just ask that question. Have you no, ever I, seen someone? And, and, and someone I, I watch you try and take the reporter's paper. I watched it live happening and it was shocking to watch live. You know, when you're watching live TV, there's also an added element of shock and surprise when, when it's happening before you. I got to say that I really got to commend Ari Melber throughout all these investigations. I really think that he has been one of the best of the best. He does a fantastic job. And I know a lot of people are often like, why are you having this guy in your show? Why are you having, you know, XYZ? Why are you having Peter Navarro? Why are you having Joe Takapina? And I understand the thought behind it. But if you have somebody who is well equipped to actually handle it and to fight back somebody who comes with the facts, it's exactly what you want. Because this attorney just got completely exposed and probably incriminated his client even more by by going on this network. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I was laughing because I'm reading some of the comments and they go, actually, he just reached for it. Do not call it a lunge. Very serious feelings. If we offended who you knew? by calling who it. Knew? Who, 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 who knew? Who knew it was so controversial? Here's what I do want to show you, though. Here's the, <laughs> here's, here's the other one that I want to show you, though. This is where uh, Ari Melber says, uh, you know, asks him what a Trump indictment would, whether a Trump indictment would catapult Trump to the presidency. And Takapina says it would catapult Trump to the presidency. And Ari Melber's like, what are you talking about? Why does it have to do with anything? Here, play this clip of Takapina undercutting Trump's argument. I think, where I think said, Takapina just said this on his own. I don't think he was prompted to say it. Wasn't it wasn't even prompted, huh? No, yeah, no, this was just his, this was just his response to Melber. If they bring this case, I believe this will catapult him into the White House. I believe it because this will show how they are weaponizing the justice system. They're taking the vote not, out of the voters' hands. Joe, that's not really relevant, is it? Oh, it's certainly relevant. What's not relevant to what? Relevant to what? To his innocence. Either he's innocent or not. Oh, no, it's not relevant to his innocence. He's innocent. And if they bring this case because he's innocent, this will catapult him to the White House. What? What? That's the first off. That's also the exact opposite of what Donald Trump says. They're going after me because I'm leading in the polls and they want to try to derail me. No. And your lawyer saying they want to help you. Look, it's complete and utter nonsense. So what would you expect when someone's representing Donald Trump? I mean, Christina Bob, Alina Habba. The thing about Takapina is that he had kind of a mixed reputation. Like there was lots of people who said different things about him. And yeah. I just assumed, you know, I, I assumed, I don't, I, I hadn't seen him speak, which goes back to the quote and not seeing him speak was better than any of the lawyers who I saw speak on Trump's behalf. So I, I gave that a, I gave that a plus, but here's an interesting one too, from the New York post back from June 4th of 2014, Bernard Carrick, who's a close Trump ally accused ex lawyer of affairs, drug abuse, and racketeering. And the New York post article says lawyer, Joe Takapina is being sued by his ex client, NYPD commissioner, Bernie Carrick, who's accusing him in legal papers of extramarital affairs with TV stars, prescription drug abuse, and even racketeering. Um, and that's interesting because Bernard Carrick is very close in in the Trump orbit that there would be that lawsuit that was filed. It was an interesting one to read. Mm. No, that's that, that's super interesting. And, you know, he comes off like the optics of it are also something I think that are are important to note. And we remember from the case against the Trump organization, how repulsed, how completely repulsed those jurors were 
by the Trump attorney. So if they are looking for a sympathetic attorney in front of a jury, this seems like the exact wrong guy you want. Is this is Takapina also doing the E. Jean Carroll uh, case mm, as well? He yeah. is, right? Because I, Popak, I, truly, I remember. Yeah, I believe what were you were going to say. Sorry, Brett. I was going to say, I think I heard Popak say earlier as well. Think about that sort of energy coming after E. Jean Carroll while she's mm. on the stand in that case and just the optics of how that's going to look. I mean, this is this is going to be an absolute disaster in front of a jury. Are you kidding me? It's crazy. I'm going to say this. I think for the E. Jean Carroll case, Alina Haba would actually be a better lawyer than Joe Takapina in that case. And I've previously have said Alina Haba is the worst lawyer in the history of the United States of America. So I just want, I just want to put that out there. But, you know, there's also an expression too, not by Mark Twain. I'm not sure who made this expression, but sometimes you get the lawyer that you deserve. And Donald Trump is absolutely getting the lawyers that he deserves here with Haba and Bob and Takapina and Evan Corcoran. And speaking about Evan Corcoran, Evan Corcoran is Trump's lawyer who is now under a criminal investigation for obstruction of justice. Um, Special counsel Jack Smith has filed a motion with uh, the uh, judge overseeing the criminal grand jury in Washington, D.C., Judge Beryl Howell. There's going to be a new judge taking over that position shortly, but it's kind of a seamless transition. They only serve kind of limited terms, but arguing that based on the crime fraud exception that Evan Corcoran's claim of attorney-client privilege when he asserted and said, I can't answer the questions that you're asking me in front of the criminal grand jury because I'm Donald Trump's lawyer. And so questions like, what were your communications with Donald Trump? Evan Corcoran would say, I'm invoking the attorney-client privilege. And special counsel Jack Smith's team asked him, well, what was the process and steps that you took to search for the documents in the subpoena where you stated in an attestation with Christina Bob that all of the classified records were returned and you did a diligent search and you didn't because... While that attestation was signed on June 3rd, on August 8th, when a search warrant was executed, thousands of, of records were found, including over a hundred more uh, classified marking uh, documents. Special counsel Jack Smith is saying um, the crime at issue is obstruction of justice that Trump and Corcoran were engaged in together um, and that the communications were in furtherance of that crime. So seeking to compel Evan Corcoran to testify again. Another lawyer's name came up uh, who we haven't really heard before, someone named Jennifer Little. Jennifer Little was an attorney for Donald Trump, representing him peripherally in connection with the Fulton County District Attorney's criminal investigation. Mm -hmm. She testified before special counsel Jack Smith's criminal grand jury. So another attorney, um, uh, make attorneys, get attorneys, yet another one, like all of his attorneys are essentially under criminal investigations now, or at least the crime. I think we got to do like a March. I think we got to do like a March madness uh, seed, like a bracket of all the Trump's attorneys for worst attorneys. Because Ben, it's you also an, it's like an amazing, got, it, amazing point. It, we, we should maybe we should actually do this and distribute it out and, and have people play along. Because listen, like we're just thinking of this batch right now, right? You're oh, going back don't to, steal my point. This is what I was about to get you're, into. You're Fine, going you're back to uh, yeah, you're going back to Alina Haba. You're going to Joe Takapina. But like, just think about the other goons that we dealt with in the 2020 cycle. It's think so about, true. Think about Jenna Ellis. I'm think so about, mad at you. Think about Rudy. Think about uh, uh, the Kraken lady. Uh, <laughs> Sydney Powell. Powell. Well, uh, Brett, you know what I liken it to, man? It just to your point right there, you know how we referenced this 
as the MAGAverse, right? There, there's actually a lot of similarities to the to the Avengers, the stupid Avengers with the MAGAverse. And it's the different phases of lawyers. And as the lawyers and, and the phases go on, the lawyers get progressively worse and worse and worse at each phase. I mean, to your point, Giuliani, Jenna Ellis, Sidney Powell, phase two, phase three, Takapina Haba. I mean, it's it's getting more incompetent as the yeah, phase He just by. finds people who are just willing to shamelessly lie for him. Like it's, or, or who are just so incredibly nuts like Sidney Powell that they actually <laughs> believe the stuff like those are the two degrees either you are shameless like Jenna Ellis who knows she's lying or you're like Sidney Powell who I think is actually out of her mind but you have now Trump with the Manhattan DA's case he just released a statement hot off the presses we don't have to read the entire statement here but this is the new look at this lunatic this press release Come just on. released Donald Trump. I like how he puts it in this press release format. And the, the bizarre thing, like it's all in quotes. I guess it's all from a spokesperson, it looks like. It's 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 a press release, but it's in quotes. That's kind of unusual statement from the Trump campaign on the Manhattan DA witch hunt. President Donald J. Trump is completely innocent. You're not president, buddy. Is completely innocent. He did nothing wrong. And even the biggest, the most radical left Democrats are making that clear. There's no Democrat who is saying that he's innocent and is making him clear. Uh, from Russia, 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 to the Mueller hoax to the impeachment hoax one and two, and even the unlawful Mar-a-Lago raid. Democrats have investigated and attacked President Trump before he was elected, and they failed every single time. Once again, you're not president. Second of all, that's a really excellent and concise recap of all of your crimes. Thank you for <laughs> laying them out for us in such a concise, easy to read place. He continues, now Democrats are at it again, pushing the quote unquote nuclear button now we're getting to quotes within quotes and attacking a president once again you're not president because of a disgraced extortionist uh, they're not an extortionist this is happening because president trump once again not the president is leading in the polls by a large margin at both against both democrats and republicans also not true uh democrats are beating him in many of the most of the polls and there's never been anything so blatant in american political history if the democrats can do this to president trump they can do it to you and then there are two more paragraphs i'm just going to stop right there um <laughs> that, that whole concept too if they could do it to trump you could do it to you that's kind of the point of the justice system the point of the justice system is that everyone is equal under Bingo. the law so that's actually how the justice system is supposed to work if they could do do it to you they could do it to the president let's reverse that if you violate the law and you have all these people you know well what kind of precedent will this set indicting a former president well if somebody commits crimes that they get in trouble for them how yeah. about that precedent how about mm -hmm. accountability that's a good precedent that we want to be setting in this country that's a precedent that we should all welcome every american should welcome that precedent and then i've seen even some you know kind of not critiques but some fears from people on the uh democratic side of things who goes but isn't he just going to fundraise off this and and they, they kind of make the takapina point too isn't this just going to help him in the polls and da, 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 da. listen he uses he weaponizes everything already to grift money from his supporters to increase his status in the polls he already mm -hmm. does this every single day this is no different and you shouldn't be afraid of indicting because of that you got to move the, forward full yeah, speed ahead yeah look as the kids would say his shtick is an op all right the kids would never the kids would not know. say that i don't know <laughs> i don't, I don't, I don't know, know a single say. kid i think the it. kids would say brett that was a Damn, big bro. That was a great analysis. No, no, that, that was, I, I, I kind of think it was a dunk. Um, but but <laughs> is it two hands is the jam? Two hands is the jam? Yeah, but I was saying like a dunk. 
Jam. It seemed like, but look, Don, Donald, Donald Trump's a really weak, cowardly person. Like, that's the thing. And it's like the big bad wolf, right? I'm going to huff and I'm going to puff and I'll blow your house down, right? If our democracy is strong and not built of straw and not built of hay or whatever is in the, you know, if our, if our house and our democracy is strong, he can huff and puff all he wants. But at the end of the day, he's as weak as can be. And for the MAGA Republicans, they've been so scared of him. Oh, you're going to do a mean tweet. You're going to do a mean (laughs) social media post about me. Oh, man, he's going to go and say his speech and then call me a a bad nickname. Oh, my God. It's a bad nickname. Not a bad nickname. It's like, okay, yeah, all of the stuff that Donald Trump does is to scare people. It's all a psych out. And at the end of the day, you just ignore it and you just stand up to it because he always backs down. And just even think though too, like leading to the January 6th insurrection where Donald Trump was trying to do things like replace the attorney general. When he was actually confronted in a room and people yelled back at him, he was like, all right, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I won't do that. That's true. But you just got to stand up to him. Yeah. He, he is a he is very weak. He is a scared person. That's why all the routine that he does is to hide how weak he is. It, it, it's almost it's almost so comically like the parables of like the uh, that you would read in like Homer's epics. Like his flaws are so obvious that it's just like 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 just call it out you know and republicans don't and democrats do and when you're when you are reading things like brett just read it's like this is a maniac and and we're going to talk later on the show about the media kind of still normalizing as like trump having a very disciplined campaign a disciplined campaign (laughs) (laughs) he's talking about like how he thinks that lebron james should be a woman like what what do you well he's saying the craziest things when he speaks he's talking about abolishing the deep state and and george soros funded this and calling stormy daniels horse face like and you're talking about discipline campaign and by the way we're not talking about fox i'm talking about associated press i'm talking about like 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 real media we'll talk about that more in a little bit i just want to talk about one more quick thing though because i was talking briefly about some of this information about mar-a-lago special counsel jack smith has now subpoenaed before the grand jury like at least two dozen witnesses. You know, uh, we're talking about staff. We're talking about aides. We're talking about just people who worked at Mar-a-Lago. They have all been uh, subpoenaed to go before the uh, grand jury in Washington, D.C., which also shows that Jack Smith's criminal investigation continues to heat up, and he's doing a very- Mad dog. He's very, mad dog is very- That dog is very focused on dunking and jamming for our democracy on the fascist Donald Trump. And according to some sources, quote, they're casting an extremely wide net and anyone and everyone who might have seen something is going before uh, this criminal grand jury. Like, look, we talk about Jack Smith and Jordy, you know, the mad dog name, and we talk about dunks and jams, but let's be clear too. Jack Smith there's a reason that Jack Smith was picked for this job. It's because he's diligent, professional, and has a history of prosecuting war criminals. And frankly, that is the prism of which you have to view Donald Trump because he acts like a war criminal 
from the, the types of places that were the subject of Jack Smith's criminal investigation. He acts more like the types of crimes that are prosecuted in The Hague than anything we've seen here. That's why you have Jack Smith. And by the way, that's what the Fulton County uh, grand jurors, the special grand jurors, were, were, were basically intimating when five more of them spoke to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. I want to talk more about that, but they were like, look, this is massive, the information that we have, and that if more people knew the information that we learned here, we would hope that this wouldn't involve any types of Democrat or Republican issues. This involves our democracy. By the way, the fact that the grand jurors are saying that tells you where that one is heading as well. Let's talk more about that. And we have a lot more show after this quick break. Don't go anywhere. And now let's take a quick break to talk about our next partner, Fume. Be smart. Don't start. Kick the habit. Put it out before it puts you out. All phrases we've heard a hundred times, yet we still continue to have bad habits. Now, as you may know, I have a horrible habit of grinding my teeth that just drives me up the walls. Well, our sponsor, Fume, is on a mission to accelerate humanity's breakup from bad habits that consume far too many of us. Fume is a natural diffusive device that uses plants and behavioral science to help you trade out your negative habit for a positive one. Fume is not a vape. It's a non-electronic device designed to transform your negative habits. Instead of pods filled with potentially harmful chemicals like a vape, Fume uses cores infused with plants like peppermint and cinnamon for delicious flavors. With an adjustable airflow dial and a magnetic end cap, your fingers will always have something to always do. Now, look, I didn't expect much out of Fume when I first got it, but the minty sensation is really powerful and it really hits the back of your throat in a good way. Also, the design is super sleek. My own experience with Fume has been game changing. The easiest way to stop a bad habit is to switch to a positive one. And Fume is designed perfectly to do just that. It's Fume's goal to make switching easy and even enjoyable. They have thousands of five-star reviews from people just like you who've successfully switched when other solutions just didn't work. Head to tryfume.com and use code MIDAS to save 10% off when you get the Journey Pack today. The Journey Pack comes with three unique flavors and the new version 2 Fume to help kickstart your positive habits. That's tryfum.com and use code MIDAS to save an additional 10% off your order today. And now let's take a quick break to talk about our sponsor, Neurohacker Qualia Mind. Look, we here at Midas Touch and the Midas Media Network, we are spinning a lot of plates that keep you informed on breaking news content day in and day out. That's why we're so proud to partner with Neurohacker Quality of Mind to keep us focused and improve our memories. Transforming willpower and productivity can, in turn, transform tons of life habits for the better, from workouts to job performance to life goals. And that's why it's so important to have a sharp memory in today's work environment. Look, we've all lost our keys before or forgot something at work and ended up down on ourselves because, well, how could we forget that? Well, worry no more. Our sponsor, Neurohacker, combines 28 of the most research-backed nootropic ingredients on earth into the ultimate brain fuel formula, Qualia Mind. And it's been changing people's lives for years now. For my daily mental performance and supporting long-term brain health, Quality of Mind is indispensable. It's so cool to take a health product where you don't have to wonder if it's working because it does. I notice the difference in just days to my focus, my mood, my memory, and my willpower to just get things done. 
The formula is non-GMO, vegan, gluten-free, and ingredients are meant to complement one another, factoring in each ingredient's effect on mental clarity. It's also backed by a 100-day, 100-day money-back guarantee. So you have almost three months to try Quality of Mind at no financial risk, and you decide for yourself. Look, see what the best brain fuel formula on earth can do for your mindset. Go to neurohacker.com slash Midas for $100 off. That's only $39 a bottle and a listener of Midas Touch. Please use code Midas at checkout for an extra 15% off your first purchase. That's neurohacker.com slash Midas to try Qualia Mind with code Midas to experience life-changing mental performance. Let's go. Let's go. Great ad read. If y'all are in the market for fume or quality of mind, make sure you check those out. Use the code Midas. It helps the show. You guys are the best. So the Midas Mighty, Jordy. I don't know if you know this, Brett. I don't know if you know this. Are uh, speaking? They're, they're, they're all very vocal, saying Ben is on fuego tonight. Whoa, I, wait, where did you get? Where, how did you pull that up? If Serenader just posted it, Serenader one nine one three zero. Ben is on fuego tonight. I'm not I sure it. I can make the over generalization about that everyone shares that sentiment, but I just wanted to. <laughs> uh, Brett, I think, I think you're on fuego. I love. I by the way, I love people live tweeting the show and and speaking about the show. It's, it's super super cool, Coolest and I love thing. being able to interact. And speaking of interacting, folks, we got some poll results right now of the controversial: is it a lunge or is it not a lunge? And, and with one point one thousand votes reporting, wow. the lunge takes it, folks. The lunge takes it Let's with eighty six percent of the vote. Eighty six of the vote. Yes, it's not even controversial. It's not even close, folks. It's, it's not, a loud. It's not even close. It's, it's a loud but vocal. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna do another confession. Confession because Confe- look, I think the might as as part of being in fuego. I think the might is mighty wants to see a little bit of vulnerable Ben. So I had a, a long day working yesterday and I went to the Instagram account and it was a video that you posted to me. I didn't know you were going to post it. So I went <laughs> to just look at the comments and then, I, you know, I thought they were going to be pretty positive, like, en fuego, you fuego, <laughs> going to be positive. And they, and they were all like, don't you dare call that a lunge. <laughs> <laughs> there. Brett, Brett is somehow on mute, but Ben, listen, never folks, look at the, the Instagram to, comments. Listen, sir. folks, to the, yeah. to the no lunge people, no lunge could still win it if Mike Pence has the courage. <laughs> that's good. That's that's good. So good. Let's Call talk back. about what happened in, uh, in, in in Fulton County, the Atlanta Journal Constitution, which is Atlanta's uh, paper of record reported on the behind the scenes uh, happenings in the Trump special grand jury proceedings. They had the special grand jury impaneled there. Five of the 23 special grand jurors spoke with the Atlanta Journal Constitution. They, they spoke on background, meaning that their names and anonymity were kept or their, their names were kept secret and they were remained anonymous, but they explained what took place. These were five people other than Emily Kors, um, who previously um, had done interviews. And um, these individuals, you know, th- there was some new news that we learned here. Um, you know, one of the things is one of the jurors said, I tell my wife, if every person in America knew every single word of information we knew, this country would not be as divided as it is now. Now, um, some other developments that the jurors talk about is they heard a recording of a phone call that Trump placed to the late Georgia Republican Speaker of the House, David Ralston, 
in which Trump asked his fellow Republican Ralston to convene a special session of the legislature to overturn Biden's victory in Georgia. And the speaker cut off Donald Trump and said, no, I I can't do that. And then Donald Trump basically backed off and the jurors were very, uh, they spoke very positively of what Ralston did there and the courage Ralston had, which also tells you the mindset of the special grand jurors here. But just to be clear, this is a different phone call, right, than the Brad Raffensperger phone call. So there was the find me, the 11,000 plus votes or 780. And the reason why I specify is because it's an important fact, because it shows his intent, because it was one more vote than he needed to win Georgia. It's the only Mm -hmm. reason why I want to bring up the exact number. No, we got another perfect call. This Brett kind of, I would say Brett kind of dunked on me right yeah, now. Yeah, right? I just, I, that was a total dunk. Absolutely. Did you have the number or do you, I, I know I should remember the number. There, there are certain it. things that Brett just knows. And like, yeah, that's I mean, definitely one of them. I just want you to know, that was remember, re- remember when you record all these videos, it's me okay. and Salty who edits them. <laughs> and so I listen to all the information hundreds of times a day, over and over and over and over. Hi, this is Bet Myself from the Midas Touch Network. Uh, that's that, a good impression. It's, it's ingrained so it's just in like there. It's ingrained. I could do all do the you rants. Dr- do, you, do, you, do you have dreams where- Yes. I, uh, I, uh, yeah, yeah. You're doing the rants in my dreams. You, I wake <laughs> up, you're on my computer all day. It's great though. I, lo- I love it. But sorry, let's, let's continue with this. So this is a second dunk jam. This is a second phone call right here, not the Raffensperger call. This is a call by David Ralston, the uh, late Republican Speaker of the House, where Donald Trump basically tried to threaten Ralston. We, this had not been disclosed until now. So that is actually big news right there. And one grand juror recalled Lindsey Graham. Uh, United States Republican Senator from South Carolina talking about Trump's state of mind in the months after the 2020 election. And Lindsey Graham stated that he said that during that time, if somebody had told Trump that aliens came down and stole Trump ballots, that Trump would have believed it, that Trump believed that aliens may have overturned the election. By the way, Lindsey Graham told jurors that Donald Trump would believe that aliens stole the election and Lindsey Graham supports Donald Trump to be the leader of the country. I mean, just just think about that. And by the way, that's one of the statements that jurors made. They said what was most disappointing of all is they would see, they didn't say the Republicans, but they made it clear who it was, the politicians who would show up and say one thing under oath and they would tell the truth like Lindsey Graham there. And Mm -hmm. then they would see them on the news or they would see them giving a public speech and saying the exact opposite of what they just testified under oath before the grand jury. Because as Takapina says, that's not not a a lie. A lie. (laughs) Not not a lie. Not a lie. You know, it's, it's just so disgraceful that these people are willing to so blatantly lie to the public, lie to their supporters, lie to Fox viewers. And then, of course, when they're under oath, they realize that they have to tell the truth. I mean, Lindsey Graham, even just uh, two days ago, uh, went on Fox and he made some sort of comment. I don't have the clip, but he was like, President Biden, you're the Rodney Dangerfield of world leaders, which uh, I mean, one of the greatest comedians of all time, but I, you know, so as he's saying a positive thing about Biden, no, obviously he was saying president Biden's a joke. Um, but just think about how low you have to go. If you are Lindsey Graham to go on Fox and make that statement and put your, all your support behind somebody like Donald Trump, somebody who's had a lifelong friendship 
with President Biden. And you look at that clip Mm -hmm. that came out a few years ago and we did in the last election, we did an ad using the clip of Lindsey Graham, basically in tears talking about how good of a man Joe Biden is, how he's got such a great heart, how they have a friendship that goes beyond politics. And because of Lindsey Graham's just complete obedience to Donald Trump, he has rejected his lifelong friend. And this is also something that we see in in cults, generally speaking. You have to completely disavow those in your life who are the non-believers. And in this case, he rejected his lifelong friend who he had both a working and very personal relationship with for decades and decades and decades for this cult leader. And it is just, it's really just disgusting to witness this. And I'm happy that the jurors called that out and that they were kind of able to see that too in real time. That's a super interesting fact. These Republicans, they, they, they don't care about this country. They just, they genuinely don't. You guys ever hear the, like, they're not honorable people. You ever hear the expression honors in the dollar? That, that, that's what motivates them. They could care less about what's happening with this country. In fact, they probably hope the country fails and flops because they just use that as ways to get and grift more donations from people. They don't want to help the average American, the Lindsey Grahams, the Matt Gates, the Marjorie Taylor Greens. You go on the Jim Jordan. They, they, they don't care about this country. They, all they care about is lining their pockets with money and all be all. Speaking of grifts, uh, you know, looks like Trump media was engaged in a whole other grift. That was a Ben style transition, folks. I don't know it by, by calling yeah. attention to it. But tra- another slam dunk. Don't get I'm just I'm realizing if you tuned in halfway throughout the podcast and didn't get the reference in the beginning of the show, you like have no idea why we keep no, going. Well, back. You got to tune in on time. You know, watch from the beginning. So Careful federal investigators <laughs> examining Trump media have found possible, likely, money laundering related to people associated very closely with Vladimir Putin. Surprise! And this goes, this is in addition to the other active investigations into Truth Social already and Trump media involving the SPAC. Ben, do you want to just take us through the brief history of what the hell is going on? How are we connected to Vladimir Putin here? I mean, everybody kind of knows how we're connected, but what are the specifics of this? So, So using the basketball analogies with dunk and jam, usually after a president leaves office, it's a bit of a layup to have a successful career, right? You you were the president of the United States, right? And if you pretended to be a billionaire your entire life, as Donald Trump did, um, so now you've left the office of a presidency, you purportedly have billions of dollars, so it should be pretty easy to run a business, right? Like you have everything going for you at, at the at the end. In fact, some may say it's a little bit unfair the advantages that former presidents can have, right? Give a couple but speeches, write a couple books. So Donald Trump can't even write a book. So he's so lazy and, and and can't do anything. And this goes to basically show you why infrastructure week never happened, despite aside from the fact that I think he hates the country, which is he didn't want to improve our infrastructure, because why would Vladimir Putin want to improve our infrastructure? But he's also very lazy, right? Like he can't even write the bipartisan piece of legislation that everybody wanted to pass. Like, again, that was a layup. So Donald Trump can't even write the book. 
after he leaves. So instead of writing a book, he publishes like a coffee table book that he calls Letters to Donald Trump, where he basically is doing a book based on letters that he received, I suppose, when he was in office that he probably stole from the government. So let, let, let's just talk about he can't even write the book. I think but it was okay. even like beyond just letters he received then, because I think he did like old Oprah letters. Like, like he really was reaching to try to find some like positive, <laughs> positive things about him. And Ben, I mean, how could you blame him? I mean, at the end of the day, who wouldn't want to buy this book for the price of uh, checking my notes here, nine hundred ninety nine dollars for the special edition bundle pack? <laughs> like you got come on. Lots. That's not that's a typo. No, that it starts at ninety. You understand, Jordy? It starts at ninety nine, but it goes up to there. There are options. There are there are tiers, and it goes up to yes, nine hundred ninety nine dollars. I'll find the picture in a second. I'm not so 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 the basically the SPAC Digital World Acquisition Company, which is the sponsor that's supposed to merge into Trump Media. I mean, it's basically all but totally crashed at this point. But like, let's talk about like, just quickly, the various things that have happened with uh, Trump Media here. Um, so uh, Trump Media and the SPAC, Digital World Acquisitions Company, first off, they failed to pay the fees to keep their position as a listed company on NASDAQ. So they had to appeal like tens of thousands. They didn't even pay the filing fees to be a NASDAQ listed company. They then failed to pay their hosting vendor that hosts their services. They owed them about $1.6 million in unpaid fee. They didn't get the truth social trademark that got rejected by the trademark office. And then they're under multiple SEC and DOJ investigations, including for potentially unlawful communications that predate the formation of the SPAC that was supposed to merge into Trump media, which you're not allowed to have conversations before the SPAC is formed with the target company. And then the newest criminal uh, potential allegations or investigation is that, uh, that, that Trump media received about $8 million, $2 million at the end of 2021 as it was about to fail, and then uh, another $6 million in 2022 from a bank out of Dominica, which is a Caribbean mm. island, Paxum Bank, which is registered there, which is co-owned by one of Putin's closest confidants, Alexander Smirnov, uh, who controls a large maritime company in Russia. And before that was uh, the deputy minister of justice in Russia and, and was- Come on, Putin. his name is Smirnov? Uh, and was in Putin's executive office for many, many, many years, a very close ally. And so Paxson Bank has a reputation, we'll just say, of engaging in shady dealings generally. I'm sure they do have some lawful dealings, but it's on an island of Dominica and it has these strange uh, patterns of where money's coming in and out of. And that's who kept Truth Social uh, and Trump Media alive in 21 and 22. By the way, where did this information come from? Is it from the deep state? Is it from? No, it comes from like the first executive who worked at Truth Social. Donald Trump would still control 90% of Trump media based on the deal that was cut. But Donald Trump basically wanted to take away some of this executive shares and like give it to other people. And so the person who worked at Trump Media became a whistleblower and provided all of this information to the SEC and to the DOJ. So it actually comes from one of the first executives who basically started Trump Media, who basically turned on Trump, one, 
you know, I, I think partially out of a, a benign motivation of trying to do well, but also because Donald Trump screwed him over. So you focus on all of that. Isn't that just like the perfect explanation of all of the way Trump runs things like criminal investigations, not paying bills, you know, uh, uh, not not registering trademark incompetent, like like it, it covers actually every single thing. And then you go to this next story, which is who is basically funding Who's the major funder of like MAGA Republicans and CPAC and all these groups that spread the disinformation and that spread the stories about Hunter Biden's like laptop? Who who is it? it, it it's it's an ex Chinese it's an exiled Chinese billionaire, Guo Wangwei. This is the individual. Do you remember like right before the 2020 election where Bannon spoke with a group of people and told them no matter what the results are. We already have a plan. We're going to declare victory even if we lose. That was in front of a group in October of 2021, sorry, October 2020, that was put together by Guao Wangwei a few days before the election. That's who Bannon spoke to. Bannon was arrested on Guao Wangwei's yacht in 2020 in connection with the We Build the Wall scam, where they did a GoFundMe scam and stole people's money to build the, to purportedly build the wall that Mexico was supposed to pay for, but to line the MAGA Republican like Steve Bannon's pockets to enrich themselves so they could have lavish lifestyles. By the way, very George Santos. They all like do this stuff. Like George Santos yeah. started the GoFundMe, MAGA Republican George Santos started the GoFundMe account to steal from uh, a retired, uh, to, to steal from veterans and telling the veterans that he was going to help save their pets. Like, hmm. I mean, like h- how disgusting and sick can you get? But anyway, um, the Department of Justice arrested and filed charges against Guao Wangwei for running a one billion dollar fraud scheme, basically stealing money from investors and then using that money to buy himself a 50,000 square foot home, a yacht, Ferraris, thirty six thousand dollar mattresses, but also even more nefarious. But 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 also like I'm not done there was one of the main funders. So one of the main funders of CPAC um, was a group that was called the New Federal State of China. Like I mean, like when you put this all together, like this is the Republican Party of today. So just to be clear, CPAC was funded. The the well, they call themselves the Conservative Political Action Caucus or Committee. You know who's whose chair was sued by another Republican, a male staffer for being groped in the genitals, for being sexually assaulted by the head of CPAC, which was funded by, pull up this post right here, it's in CPAC, by the new federal state of China, which is a non-pro, who knows what it is, but it's an organization that was started by Bannon and by Guao Wangwei, apparently with the fraudulent money that was used to steal invest that was stolen from investors like that's what's going on right there like and 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 the crazy people especially bannon who go the globalists china Mm -hmm. the the democrat controlled china your 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 sugar daddy is 
China. Your sugar daddy is a Chinese billionaire. And this guy funds all these right-wing operations. They are all deeply tied into it from the head, top of the party down, from people like uh, Schlapp at CPAC mm -hmm. to Jason Miller at Getter to Bannon's whole operation. All these people are funded by this exiled Chinese billionaire's money. Like, by the way, that's, who they gave, that's who they gave purportedly Hunter's laptop to to spread the information on social media and to create these media companies with this with the stolen money that was the fruits of fraud, fruits of the poisonous tree. I mean, can can you like can, can it is so shocking, but this is why the MAGA Republicans spread the big lie and why it's such a potent tool because they're actually doing it, right? Right. So if exactly. they can just continue to call and lie and say the other side's doing it and just spread the lies. It's such a big lie. It's such a, it's such a like when you hear the allegation, right, that an exiled Chinese billionaire named Guao Wangay was arrested for a one billion dollar fraud scheme and funded the major Republican convention and used that money to spread disinformation on Democrats. Right. If I said that, you'd be like. That, that, who, who would make something like that up, right? Because it's true. The MAGA Republicans say the same things about Democrats and others. That's a total lie, but it's so in the weeds like that. And then they use the acronyms that they always use, crossfire, this, you know, they come up with the name. So their people think, well, why would, why would somebody use words like that? Why would they use those words like that if they're not telling the truth? Which is why I always say too about my about politicians generally, judge people by their actions. Right. Judge them by their conduct. You know, you could listen to their words, but when their words don't match their conduct and it's a lie after lie, that is something that should be called out. And consistently, over and over again, that is why they spread these big lies over and over again. And Brett, the other, like for example, Marjorie Taylor Greene leaking classified information and lying in this hearing. You want to break that down? Did he just go double mute? Two mutes in one show. That's Stop a stop calling out the mute because I'm saving the audience from my uh, my coughing like crazy whenever I go away. I'm I'm very okay, sick. I, so I I'm apologize. Just, I won't I'm I won't call out the mute anymore. I'm sorry. Don't, don't don't be a jerk. So, but now during during. <laughs> During 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 a hearing, though, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene started going after this Border Patrol chief, just started attacking this Border Patrol chief, um, uh, saying that they were hiding information, that there was a bomb that was detonated by cartels near the border and that the cartels are declaring war on the United States. And so she first goes after him in this hearing. And so I'll, I'll pull up this clip and then we could talk about it a little more after. You're sick and tired of our young people dying, our, our uh, emergency responders getting poisoned by fentanyl. This, this is unacceptable. Chief Ortiz, are you aware that there was an explosive device found by Border Patrol agents on January 17th in an area called No Man's Land and there's surveillance of who put it there? And guess what? It wasn't Americans. It was cartels. Are you aware of that? Thank you, Congresswoman, and, and good to see you again. I will tell you that uh, some of this information that uh, I receive, I receive in a, a, a confidential uh, skiff, so I'm going to be a little hesitant of briefing what I 
know and what I don't know with respect to some of those, an event like that. I understand, Chief Ortiz, but I'm not going to be confidential because I think people deserve to know. Our Border Patrol agents should not be in those type of conditions where they are at risk of being blown to pieces by the cartels, who, by the way, are criminals, and and they should be treated as as such. As a matter of fact, I've co-sponsored legislation to declare war on the cartels because they are definitely declaring war on us, the American people and our Border Patrol agents, and I've had enough of it. And I know Americans have had enough of it. Uh, Mr. Kagan, are you aware of such explosive device uh, being found by Border Patrol agents? I am not. So he he says, I have not at the end. And you know why? Because the device that she was talking about was a ball of sand. Come on. (laughs) It was a, a literal ball of sand. And she's out here trying to expose information, uh, that she heard about some of this, which she probably doesn't even understand, um, that she learned as a member of the committees that she is on, where she has access to classified information. And she thinks that she has this authority to reveal classified information and put our national security at risk. So then they kind of started going after each other on Twitter because that's how the world works these days. And Marjorie Taylor (laughs) Greene posts the following. She says she doubles down on her lie, even after being told that was not what it was. She goes, explosive found by Border Patrol agents Jan 17th. Agents have surveillance of who brought it in and when and confirmed it was the cartel. This changes everything. Not only are the cartels murdering Americans every day through drugs and crime, but now they are planting bombs on our land in our country. Our U.S. military needs to take action against the Mexican cartels and this cartel-led war against America. So based on uh, what Marjorie Taylor Greene described as a bomb, which was actually a ball of sand, um, Marjorie Taylor Greene wanted to declare war on Mexico. That's how that happened. That's how that is. Real normal, uh, r- real normal politicians we have on the right. And by the way, it wasn't only her. We had people like Lindsey Graham and other Republicans also trying to put forth a resolution to bomb Mexico as if we could just bomb Mexico because we don't like the cartels. I mean, it's, it's such a ridiculous notion that you want to do this to a, a sovereign nation and an ally of our country. So the border chief Raul Ortiz responded and he said, Today, I testified before the Committee on Homeland Security, and it was alleged that agents found an explosive device near the border. During a January briefing, leadership was notified that agents found a duct tape ball filled with sand that wasn't deemed a threat to the public. And of course, instead of (laughs) accepting reality, Marjorie Taylor Greene then sent off a series of other tweets saying that the ball of sand was in fact a bomb and not a ball of sand and asking why they couldn't reveal other classified information and tactics that they used to try to figure out what the cartels are doing and to protect the border. Ironically, in her push for border security, her push was actually... A good trying to make the border less safe by revealing the confidential tactics that the government mm. uses at the border to keep the government yeah, safe. She called out the border agent then and said, well, if it's really classified, then why did you tweet out the photo of it without even realizing the classified information was the sources and methods and the detection techniques? That's what was classified. And you are trying to poke the uh, the border agents from revealing their secrets of how they could actually detect it in the event that there was a bomb. And by the way, everybody agrees cartels are bad. Like 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 right. okay. Like yes. goes, by the way, cartels are criminals. 
yeah, uh, of course, cartels are criminals. Now, cartels exist in a in a sovereign <laughs> country that you can't just invade, you know, you know, countries. Um, but we we all agree cartels are bad. And by the way, when Democrats introduce legislation that should receive broad support. In general, you know, the MAGA Republicans will always inject things in there that are xenophobic and racist and violate human rights of non-cartel people. And you can't have uh, you can't have a real conversation. I mean, that's the issue. and That's something we emphasize a lot here on the Midas Touch Network, which is I was having a conversation with someone about this today. I said, look, like what's what's the goal? What's what's the what's the end game? I said the end game is I hope that I could have a conversation with people who I disagree with, but ultimately we agree with kind of basic principles of our democracy, mm-hmm. and we have we believe in truth, we believe in free and fair elections, and we may disagree on the approach, and we may disagree about how to improve the country and how to fix things, the degrees to which to fix things, when things, when to implement certain things. But ultimately, we're trying to get to solutions and we're having constructive disagreements. That, that's what I want to have. And it's impossible to have that conversation when every single thing that a MAGA Republican will do is like just a weird gotcha as part of their performative fascism, you right. know, and, 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 and they just focus on, on these, on these issues too, that are, I mean, they spend their time speaking about what M&Ms and Mr. Potato Head and Dr. Seuss and pronouns and, and bathrooms and like at the CPAC convention they have um, that we just that we just talked about, which was funded by an exiled Chinese billionaire who raised the money with fraudulent funds. They had panels of January sixth insurrectionists talk about the insurrection. That that was a panel. Like you know when I would go to legal panels of like mass torts and how to introduce evidence in cases, right? Like the panel at CPAC was how to do an insurrection. Like I, I'm not making that. You know, and and one of the ways I read about that was some of the January 6th insurrectionists who were being uh, criminally prosecuted lied to the federal judges to show up at CPAC to attend the convention of the insurrectionists talking about their insurrection tactics. That's at the Republican convention. So, you know, I mean, everybody knows, you know, from the different trade groups that you, you everyone yeah. may have been somewhere to a convention where they have the panel. In the Republican one, it said, we're domestic terrorists, and then had the domestic terrorists on a panel bragging about the insurrection. I'm not making this up. And so that's where, too, you're like, well, you're telling the truth because who would ever lie about such a thing? Then that's weaponized by MAGA Republicans to just make up all these things about Biden and say, here are the specific things that Biden's doing. You see, both sides, both sides. You see, it's a it's a both sides issue. And the media buys into those narratives. We'll talk in a second about the media buying into those narratives. But look, Mr. Potato Head, M&Ms, Dr. Seuss, MAGA Republicans yelling about all of these things. The new one from this past week, the war on washing machines. The war on washing machines, you know, like, like you know, Biden's 
Biden's out there calling on big pharma to reduce the cost of insulin, right? Like after Eli Lilly's major reduction in cost of insulin, Nova Nordisk announced that they're lowering insulin prices by 75%. Like, like, let's write. And on Wednesday, the Department of Health and Human Services laid out rules for Medicare to finally start negotiating drug prices, which lower costs for seniors and taxpayers and lower the deficit by $159 million. You got Biden out there calling on Republicans to release their budget. Biden's released his budget. Republicans are still refusing to release their budget. Biden saying things like this. He's saying, look, pass my budget instead of calling for defunding the police or abolishing the FBI. Here, play, play Biden's clip here. There's more in this executive order, but I'm not stopping there. Last week, I laid out of my budget that we invest more in safer communities and expand access to mental health services for those affected by gun violence. Congressional Republicans should pass my budget instead of calling for cuts in these services or defunding the police or abolishing the FBI, as we hear from our MAGA Republican friends. But let's be clear, none of this absolves Congress the responsibility from, from the responsibility of acting to pass universal background checks, eliminate gun manufacturers' immunity from liability. And you compare that to what's being talked about on Fox and what MAGA Republicans are talking about, the war on washing machines. So, so, so watch what Biden did. And now watch what the Republicans have been talking about all week. The war on washing machines. Play this. First, it was gas stoves. Now, if, if low income earners do get that washer, it's going to come via a subsidy from people like us, which right. means you're not only paying more for your washer, but you're paying that bonus washer for the other guy. Where's the justice, man? It's killing me. So why is Joe doing this? <laughs> but here's, by the way, this is who Michigan put as their there were Michigan Republicans put as their gubernatorial candidate, Tudor Nixon. Like this was all message throughout the week. I'm not going to show you hundreds of other videos of these MAGA Republicans talking about their toilet bowl flow and <laughs> and, and, and and pooping. I, I'm not. You, you, this is what they're talking about. Play this clip of Tudor Dixon. Just just watch what she said. Well, I'm Michigan gubernatorial candidate Tudor Dixon. Tudor, I'll throw this to you first. First, they want my stove. Now they want my dishwasher. What's next? Uh, are they going to take away my uh, iron next? I don't know. Yeah, well, look, I'm someone who does lots of laundry. I do laundry for six people every week. And so I know a little bit about this. And the last thing I need is my laundry taking longer. I'm already dealing with a low flow shower head and my kids are coming out with conditioner smashed to their head like an old Seinfeld episode. And I have to tell them to get back in and rewash. I can't even flush my toilet one time to get toilet paper down because of the low flow toilets. I don't need a low flow washing <laughs> machine. This is ridiculous. Leave my washing machine alone, but more importantly, leave my gas stove alone. I mean, what What are they talking Come on. What, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. These are the people telling you to, like, inject yourself with bleach during global pandemics and and, and supporting horse tranquilizers. And this, this is from the official Republican Twitter account. This is an official statement. First, it was gas cars, then gas stoves. Now Democrats are looking at going after washing machines. The left wants us to make lockdown at home, eat bugs, eat bugs, and wash our clothes in the river, all in the name of climate. And, and, and let's be it's clear. All clown show. It's a complete clown show. And then you go, well, 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 why are they doing this? Well, on the one hand, they are a bunch of idiots. I mean, they are. I mean, Ben, how are you going to reach anyone who says that? 
how am I supposed to respond to, to, to this? <laughs> this, like, this is not from someone who is putting thought, but, but, but why are they doing this? And they're doing this because they want to distract because mm-hmm. Biden is lowering the costs of insulin. Biden is delivering jobs. Biden is bringing infrastructure. By the way, you know why we're not really talking that much about Silicon Valley Bank and an economic catastrophe right now? Because Biden took swift intervention Mm -hmm. and dealt with it. Was there fallout? Was it a tough decision he had to make? Was it a controversial decision? Are we definitely in the clear? We're definitely not in the clear. You know, you know, we, we, it's problematic what occurred. Of course, there was no popular decision for him to make, but he took decisive action and resolved the situation. That's what leadership is. That's what leaders do. And as Biden's solving problems and doing adult work here and abroad and and having a strong foreign policy and supporting our allies and supporting critical domestic initiatives, they don't, Republicans don't want their base to see that because their base would benefit from these policies, reduce prices and prescription drug prices, more jobs, raising their wages, improving their working conditions. Unions would be very helpful to a lot of them who get fired by large corporations, you know, so or any type of company. So these policies benefit them. So in the MAGA Republican world, here's what you do. Here's the tactic. Big lie, big lie, big lie, crazy stuff, crazy stuff, crazy stuff. Big lie, big lie, big lie. Biden's doing this, that, that. And then and then you go M&Ms, Dr. Seuss, washing machines, washing machines. And then if you're a Fox viewer and this is what you're watching every day, which they do, you're you're trapped. You're, you are. You're, you are trapped. That's also why they're brainwashing. Like, I, I do feel empathy for the people who are brainwashed, though, too. Sure. And I do want to give them an out because I know that when someone is spending billions with a B, billions of dollars every year to brainwash you, and then the that occurs, that's the outcome that they want. And then behind the scenes, the Fox hosts are mocking their viewers and they're calling their viewers idiots and morons. And that may be the most generous things that they're talking about their viewers. They're saying the most. They literally call them cousin fuckers um, on, on text messages. So that's what they called their viewers. And so. Can you imagine if CNN called their viewer? Could you imagine the outrage of any other? And, 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 and here's the thing, though, to, to, to kind of to kind of wrap this all up, though. Fox disinformation echo chamber that is spreading this absurdity. We need to call out this absurdity. But also you hope with like, I don't know, something like the Associated Press, for example, right, that you would get level headed coverage about what's taking place and that they wouldn't just take anonymous sources that are clearly spreading Trump propaganda. Because, you know, they say we don't like to cover Trump because if we if we cover him, you promote him. And so, you know, all the might is touch folks. They keep on covering Trump. Look, we cover him through the appropriate lens that he's a fascist who wants to destroy our country and he is a traitor leading a political party that's become a cult we cover him to to wave the flag and say red alert red alert look at this look at this right now here is what is going on folks they're trying to destroy our country that's why we cover it 
because we can't blind our eyes and cover our ears to the reality of what exists there, right? But this is what the Associated Press is. And so when all the media says, we don't cover Trump, we don't cover Trump, you do. You promote him. You normalize him. In many ways, this headline is, is even more dangerous than Fox because the Associated Press, you know, lots of people read this stuff, you know, and-, and, and It gets published everywhere. And so this is what they said. They go, Trump returns to Iowa aiming for a more disciplined campaign. As Trump returned <sighs> to Iowa on Monday, he and his team aimed for a more disciplined approach focused on connecting with voters on a more personal level while building the data and digital engagement. He will need to persuade Iowans. The goal of a sharper Iowa approach reflects broad changes in how Trump has structured his last campaign. Look, Donald Trump, the only thing Donald Trump maybe didn't do on stage was like eat his own poop. Like other than that, like Donald <laughs> he came very close. Like, like, but that's the thing. <laughs> And the, but but that's the rea- that's the reality of it. It's like you have a guy up there who's basically doing that, and you're saying it's a more disciplined approach. I mean, look, this is this is a more disciplined approach. This is what he said about LeBron James. Just this is what it, this was his speech. This was his talking point. Play this clip. I'm not a fan of LeBron James. I don't like LeBron, but I'd say, hey, LeBron, you ever think of becoming a woman? Because you're going to be on my team. We're going to have we're going to go undefeated for the next five years, LeBron. I'm not a fan, but you know, I would ask him that question. I mean, oh, dis- so disciplined. What a disciplined approach. Very disciplined. And this is Trump says he's going to end woke and crush the deep state. Here, play this clip. We will end woke. We will crush the deep state. And then here, look at this other headline from them. It was like, it was like, by the way, I could show you a hundred other clips of that. I'm yeah. going to spare you that. You may, you can watch my other hot takes that I did on that. This is a story by someone at the Associated Press, Trump's VP, some in a GOP already jockeying for consideration with a photo of the fascist Marjorie Taylor Greene there. And it's like, what is the point? You can't do a story. If you go and read the story, like acts like this is some normal thing. They're doing jockeying. These conservatives are doing these aren't conservatives. Carrie Lake is in the running for this. And Marjorie Taylor Greene is doing that. And you should watch this and watch that. Some are angling with a more far right conservative approach while others are taking a more moderate. They're not conservative. They're insurrectionists. They invaded a Capitol building. Hello. They invaded the Capitol building. They tried to destroy our democracy. Joe Biden. Biden won by 7 million votes. Not, it's not even a close election. They talk about secret satellite dishes being beamed from Italy to Hugo Chavez, who's dead, who, who changed algorithms from his grave, and that that changed the votes. These people are morons. And yet you have, you, you, you have them putting headlines like that. And mm-hmm. frankly, that is why that's why we have the Midas Touch Network. And I was thinking about for this episode that goes full that goes full circle. You know, sometimes when I see the disinfo, like last night, for example, where it was probably like 11 p.m. my time, and I got all the comments there too saying, Ben, you're tired. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. <laughs> you don't need to be doing these videos. But I, 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 was, I was about to go to sleep. I'm watching it there. And then I see this thing and I'm like, I have to talk about it because truthfully, Right. And I actually I I where I get nervous about is I'm like if we're not saying it here and we have the Midas Mighty communities incredible and you all spread the message and we have some of the greatest um hosts and we have the greatest contributors here you know who are also contributing all hours but sometimes I always feel like 
this needs to be said. And we're so blessed that we have such a large audience, an audience now that's bigger than Fox on digital. Mm-hmm. We have a bigger audience than Fox on Twitter significantly. We have more views than Fox on our YouTube um, significantly. And so I feel like I need to, I, I need to, to, to yeah. let people know immediately because I worry that I'm going to wake up and there's going to be an Associated Press headline like that, mm-hmm. you know, and, and there's going to be a day, you know, honestly, where where Donald Trump, you know, is, is not going to be around anymore. But Trumpism can and, it, and and Trumpism and Trump, they're out all hours of the day spreading disinformation. And so that's why it's so critical to tell the truth and to get out there with a media network that doesn't both sides the issue. And that's why we created the Midas Touch Network. That's why this has become a life's mission that I never anticipated it would be a life's mission. I I can never anticipate all these series of events, but this is what we dedicate our lives to. And we do it with such passion because I do feel it is life or death. I mean, that's when you're watching us, trust me, I, I feel so passionately that we need to get the truth out each and every day. And I'm so comforted to know that there is a pro-democracy community out there, the Midas Mighty, that is here to support that and that you give us the energy, you give us the fuel. Don't worry, I may look a little tired, but it's all good. I'm good and I appreciate it. But, but, but here's the thing. What gives me energy is you, the Midas Mighty. And so when you take these videos, when you share it, when you subscribe to the YouTube channel, when you subscribe on audio podcasts, when you subscribe to our other shows, when you subscribe to the new shows that we roll out, like Lights On uh, by Jessica Denson, you subscribe to that podcast channel, you watch that live show, when when you support Political Beatdown and Legal AF and The Weekend Show and, and Burn the Boats and, and all of the offerings that we have here, and then you take it and you spread the message of democracy, you spread the truth to people, you have the power. You hold the power. And I always say, yeah, look, Alvin Bragg is doing great work. He is. Jack Smith doing great work. He is. Letitia James doing great work. She is. Phony Willis is doing great work. She is. President Biden's doing great work. He is. I, I could go on and on of, of people who are doing great work. But here's the thing. We cannot wait for some superhero to save us, right? We can't just wait and say, why isn't something being done, right? Because the reality is, is that we're the solution. You're the solution. And so if you feel that way, what you should do is reach out to one friend, reach out to a colleague, reach out to a coworker, reach out to a neighbor, reach out to somebody you know and spread the pro-democracy message. You are the best messenger for this and this community is built by you. I'm just humbled and honored to be here and to be able to, to speak to you each and every day. So I'm glad. That's my final word. Brett, I'll give you the final word and then Jordy, you can close it out. I, I want to tell just a brief, you know, a brief story about, you know, so somebody sent me, you know, one of those, they like rank media, right? They say like, this media source is partisan. This media source is accurate. This media source is this. And one of the things that I saw, like one of these sites had said about us is like, you know, accurate information, highly, highly, highly partisan. And I was just thinking, okay, let's think about this though. <laughs> let's think, let's think about this for a second because- Parties in general, the idea of political beliefs, it's its a human construct in and of itself, right? And to go along with Ben's analogy, 
if you have one party that's constantly eating their own feces and throwing it at the wall, and you have one party that's actually trying to get stuff done, guess whose ideas I'm going to support? And mm-hmm. if that makes me highly partisan because I am supporting actual positive ideas rather than the poop eaters, <laughs> fine by me. Fine by me, because there is no what, what, what too many people think about media and the whole coverage around Trump over the past few years where they get it wrong and where CNN is totally failing right now while their viewers are leaving that while they why their viewers are leaving them in drones because they believe that the key to news coverage is balance. These people fling their poop, but these people want to get you health care. The truth is probably somewhere in the middle. And what we do here, what we all we need do more is the poop eaters on. It's like that. Yeah. that your 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 lesson, CNN, that you drew from all of this. <laughs> you've seen all the data and you're supposed to have the smartest people in the room and you've looked at it and you've gone. <laughs> the real issue here that we screwed up. Poop eaters. We need more of them. Let's <laughs> <laughs> invite them. Let's invite them on the show. Oh, Brett, I, I want to. It's like Ben. It's like I always say you can't bring phony intellect to a poop eating party because you just end up looking like a clown. Was, I always that, say that. That, that, that old classic phrase. My classic, my classic <laughs> poop eating clown phrase. I, I want to give a shout out quickly to the weekend show, too, which is one of the great shows that I've heard. Yeah, the weekend I, show. I and, and, and if you go in the description of this podcast, actually, what I think a lot of people don't know is we have links to all of the podcasts that are currently Ooh. on the Midas Touch Network. Ooh. So go there. I'm going to give you a homework assignment, folks. I'm giving you a homework assignment. Go through, subscribe to all the shows on whatever apps that you watch and, and and check them out. I mean, they're all good. We're trying to bring you a ton of different perspectives. We're growing. We're trying to continue to grow this thing and we can't do it without your support. So please, second piece of homework, you know, send the Midas Touch Network to your friends and family. Just we're on the march to 1 million. I know Jordy has a longer phrase that I can't remember at the moment, but we're in the march to a million subscribers. And we're halfway through the month and we have passed through the 950,000 mark with flying colors and are actually at 954,000. So we're on target to hit that million, but we can't do it without your support. And I want to thank you for believing in what we do and for being such a key part in what we do because guys, the news in the next few days, the news in the next week or so, whenever these indictments hit, things are about to get crazy. Things are about to get wild. We are entering unprecedented territory. And it is an absolute honor that we get to report this stuff with you, that we get to speak directly to you, that this is a two-way street. So buckle up, folks, because we are in for a lot of exciting news. And I cannot wait to deliver it straight to you from here at the Midas Touch Network. And on that note, Jordy. Well, here's the thing. It's the Midas Million Member Subscriber Marathon Month. It's an easy phrase. It's the Midas Million Member so Subscriber easy. Marathon Month. The easiest phrase ever. We easy. gained over 50,000 in the first half of this month. Do you I think, think we could do it? Do you think we hit it? Because we're... I think we hit it. You think we hit it? I think we hit because it. Because it's 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 going to be close. It's all up to the Midas Mighty. Y'all have to share this channel. Get everyone. If you're not subscribed, subscribe right now. I... I'm saying it. We're going to hit it this month. Don't let me down. Shout out to the Midas Mighty. The best part of waking up? Maga Tears in my cup. Check out the new Maga Tears mug available now at store.midastouch.com. That's store.midastouch.com. 